1: We are the front office. And this is part 2 of our uh playoff preview episode. Uh a lot to get off my chest about the uh the playoffs. Um the first half was good. We 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 kind of got to hash out what we thought about these bubble games leading into the playoffs and and the the state of the team, and the state of the uh, 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 the climate of of Nets fandom, uh, the weird place that we are. I I want to just say one last thing. Um, about where we're at as as Nets fans. We are in the playoffs, and we've only missed the playoffs while since we've been in Brooklyn, since the Nets have been in Brooklyn. We have only missed the playoffs three times five of uh, five and three i believe we we five out of yeah. you know five five and three missed i think that's phenomenal uh, and it's over two regimes and I I, I I i say that's phenomenal because as one of those guys who used to be a nick fan until the 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 saint mikhail prokhorov made it <laughs> possible for us to get free as brooklyn people to root for our home and and get free of of Nick's fandom uh and the tyranny of giving uh James Dolan your money um it it's when you were over there you could go a decade they they've gone 7 years without being in the playoffs they've gone to the lottery 3 times uh excuse me 4 times in that time and they've drawn back Kristaps Porzingis who they don't have anymore Frank Nealikina, Kevin Knox, and Barrett. That is a lot of pain of losing to get little back. So Nets fans, being us, having made the playoffs the last two years, after making the worst trade in NBA history, we've got to have appreciation of, of... of these playoff games, these playoffs game mean something. It's not just about, you know, the overall goal, which I feel like people who feel you win a championship or you had a horrible season. No, you, you can't win a championship every year, but if you're on, if you're, your team is actively working towards winning a championship, if winning more than losing is the norm for you, that is a great part of your of your team's culture. And, and the stink of losing is something that is hard to wash off. It is a very hard thing to excise the cancer of losing from your team. So all of these people who are already in next season and can't wait for KD and Kyrie, next season is not promised to you, Jack. Next season, you know, I, Lord forbid, it, let me knock on wood, but Kevin Durant could get hit by a car. We're supposed to be with this team now, and that's why I'm excited about these playoffs. That's why I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get caught up in the, you know, are we gonna get this person or that person? Let me tell you, these playoffs are gonna decide a lot. These players are gonna decide who's gonna be with this team going forward. And some of the mythology of what these players want. If 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 we look at Kevin Durant and Kyrie as, as GMs, they have been shitty GMs. They're the reason we have DeAndre Jordan when we already have, have Jared Allen, who's better. They're the reason we have Torian and Prince on this team. That's KD's boy. Right? And you know what? I'm going to say Garrett Temple is a benefit. I hate that he started over Karras. I hate that he's relied on so much. I hate that he plays so much minutes. Um, but you want to know what? I, I Unlike um, Dudley, I see the effect that he's having on this team as a leader and as someone who's helping Jacques Vaughn transition because he could have opted out too on principle. and um, And he didn't. So these guys are fighting for us. This is our team. This is, you know, for all the people who sit talk about the misery of of being a, a New Jersey Nets fan. You know, how are you not happy about? How are you not thrilled about having this young team? Your starting center is twenty one. Your sometimes starting power forward is twenty one as well. Your star is twenty four. Is he twenty? Is Caris twenty-five or twenty-four?
2: <laughs> uh, I think he's twenty-five or twenty-six? Because he spent all of those years in college. Yeah, no, I, he, he's twenty-five. I, Turning twenty-six actually you know, a week from Tuesday. Yeah, so he's not
1: he's not uh he's not young, but still, he's going into his prime. And Karras is a late bloomer, by, by the way. I, I'll talk a little bit after that. Still, this team is awesome we've got a lot of flaws um Sean Marks made a lot of mistakes putting this roster together but Karris and Jarrett was like you know what we don't care and they just went out there and they bawled I just wish I just wish if Dinwiddie was here I'd feel so much more confident but um let's talk about it how I don't want to. I don't want to do the. Do we even have a shot against Toronto type of thing? Because, you know, good smart money would bet Toronto. But do you feel good about this playoffs in any kind of way, Sam? Um,
2: in terms of winning, it, I mean, here's the deal. I actually think that if they were playing another type of top seed, I actually like. Let's like let's just say they were playing like the Lakers or something, right? Mm, yeah. I could see I or like even a juggernaut like the Clippers. I could see them kind of uh, making a bunch of games really close because I think team because I think those are the type of teams that will totally overlook them. Mm-hmm. The issue I have is that the Raptors are a team with a chip on its shoulder, with an unbelievable coach, and that play incredibly hard defense and have a, a million guys that can guard Karras, and that's what just generally makes me nervous. Having said that. Look, like, this team has surprised us the entire last uh, two to three weeks in the bubble. So whatever happens, like, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm – look, I'm very happy to do that. I think think what you said at the the top was very profound. There is, like – you look at teams like the Suns and the Timberwolves and a lot of those fans, like the Knicks, whatever. Like, a lot of these teams don't make the playoffs ever. And, like, the Nets have been. And, like, whether it's been a lot of times it's been a 7 or an 8 seed or whatever it's been, like – this is like this is a this is a good thing, and they have a and beyond. I, I know we're not even looking forward to next season, but like this is just the beginning, and we're gonna see which of these guys can be playing with the big with the big guns uh, next year.
1: Yeah, and 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 we could we could call bullshit on some of the thinking, you know. If if look, I think Karis Levert. And Jared Allen together can drag us into a competitive series with with Toronto. Out of all the teams that we could have played, Toronto is the one I didn't want to play. Toronto, and I didn't want to play the Bucks, obviously. Yeah. And and it's because out of all the teams, the the one team that outsmarts us every single time is is Toronto.
2: Yep.
1: We've played some very competitive basketball against them, um, but they just—they're just so solid where they need to be solid. Like they're not going to necessarily have bad shooting nights. You know why? Because they get really good shots close to the basket. They play the—they play super hardcore defense. They're so big. Um, but if the Nets can just. Hang their hat on Karis. I think Karras could be the best player in that series. No disrespect to Siakam. And I know this is probably with some, you know, black and white tinted glasses um, for Brooklyn. Uh, Siakam is very good. But Karis is still the type of guy that at any given point, he could just give you 50. Karis is yep. the type of guy that could just basically be having a bad night um scoring the ball and just have an elite night distributing the ball and with joe harris shooting from off of the wing we could be uh better now obviously and this is the thing i hate about certain arguments with nets fans Obviously, the the smart money is to just go. Nets don't have a shot against Toronto. Um, let's start talking about who we could get in the off season to put next to KD and, and Kyrie. No. You know, we're not going to do that here at the front office. We we're we're not those type of uh uh, uh fans, and we're not going to cover the team in in such a, a gratuitous way. Um the I tell me why I'm crazy or if, if I'm not crazy about that, Karras can have a moment that he just goes into a zone and is better than Siakam for seven games. Why is that crazy? (laughs)
2: Look, the the thing we haven't discussed there with the Raptors is the Raptors tend to always lose game one in these series. They even did with Kawhi to the magic last year. Um, and look I could easily see the the thing is is like if and I think you tweeted this and I totally agreed with it if the Nets have Dinwiddie in this series I could easily see Toronto getting tight because they're the defending champs and they're they're trying to prove a lot but like if they start slow then I think doubt kind of just to play the psychological doctor for a second playing the NBA psychiatrist I think I could see them kind of second guessing themselves and being like yeah we were always a good regular season team but Kawhi was the guy that put us over the top. Right. And so if they started slow I could see that. The issue is the issue is I'm just I'm I'm missing that that, that one other guy in the nets need. But look, Lavert has if Lavert has shown anything to himself it's that he can be the guy and you can win games with him, which I think a lot of people would have thought maybe 6 months ago, oh, Levert could be the best player on a 15 win team. And now I think it's like no, like he could if you have him as as your one or your two whatever it is, you can you, you can definitely nab off some games because his style is just tough to guard. Like he just is a hard a a difficult guard. Um and I think and- his,
1: I think the way he plays now is more conducive to playoff basketball because he's breaking you down, and then he now has the option of the mid-range. When Kenny Atkinson was running the show, Caris would get into that, like basically the type of guard Caris is, is he'll he'll catch the ball with a uh, uh uh um you know with someone being able to 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 set a pick for him, he'll come around the pick and he'll drive to the lane and typically he's either I'm driving to the lane, I'm getting all the way to the bucket or or I'm passing. He didn't have that third option of I'm just going to pull up, stop right here and shoot a and, and shoot a a 15-footer or a 12-footer or or a 10-footer. Now that he has that option, he's harder to guard. Yep. And and the shackles have been taken off of him and where the so so for me obviously Karras is the most important person but this game this series is one with this player uh being the pivotal decision maker and 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 at first i was going to say rody and we'll talk about Rhodey-ons and, and the type of impact he can have on this playoffs but the person who's going to decide if we win and lose this series is Timothy Lawawu-Cabro. What TLC and Tyler Johnson has been able to do is they've been able to make it the track meet that the Nets picture. So whereas the Nets are super small, they can't rebound, and the other day Portland just slapped us on the offensive boards. Uh, I, I don't love that. However, they're able to run out with Tyler Johnson and Timothy Luau-Cabro being, you know, playing well. Running out with, with TLC ending in, in some kind of like horrible shot at the end of the play is what killed Nets offense many times. Defenses would try to force the ball to TLC and, and uh, Garrett Temple, and it would always end poorly. But Tyler Johnson and um, uh, this other kid too, uh, Jeremiah Martin, they've made it a track meet where now the Nets are playing 75% of the court, whereas a lot of times they would end up playing in 50% of the court in a half-court offense, basically eventually shooting a, a a low percentage three at the end of the shot clock type, type of thing. The Nets now, they don't. They don't mess around with the ball. They're getting to the basket within the fi- first five to ten seconds of the, of the play, and they're shooting it from the mid range in a way that has kind of changed how you guard the Nets. How how effective do you think that can be? Is that real? Was that just because of the bubble? Is is this game plan gonna work at all on on Toronto?
2: Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's interesting. I mean, let me. Let me ask you something that I that that and I'm, I'm pivoting a little bit because mm-hmm. I am I've been thinking about this. Sure. What do you think sure. of what do you make of of how um, Allen does against the, the the trio of like Boucher Ibaka and um, and Gasol? Because I I think rightfully I think there's been a we there's a lot of time spent on the guards because that's basically the only way the Nets can score. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of curious what you think because what I'm nervous about is like, honey. So you mentioned TLC, and I just feel like you get someone like TLC or Temple or whoever, and Jeremiah Martin, whoever. But like when they're getting guarded by Van Fleet, Lowry, Ananobi, Norm Powell, it's a totally different game. And I'm wondering just what's going to happen on the on the on the boards. Like who if if it's going to be a big Kurook series? I, I was wondering maybe if Dante Hall is going to play.
1: I so. The Nets confound me on like there's I can't make sense out of how they line up in the front court. The reason why I even bought up the whole TLC being the pivotal player is because he's been the reason why it's been okay that they're so small. They they having that extra perimeter shooter uh when people are all over Joe Harris and Joe Harris has to like like he I wonder if he, like, at the the end of games needs a blood transfusion because he's he's just out there, like, fighting guys that are more athletic, bigger. The NBA small forward are freaks of nature, and he's just out there battling. I know that's a a traditionally funny Nets word. Uh, Shout out to Avery Johnson. But he's (laughs) out there battling every single game and he's a winning ball player. Like we ask him to do things like taking last minute shots. That's not that's not what Joe Harris is here for. But based off of what he's here for, if he's going to shoot 40% from 3, which is what we expect, and TLC is shooting 40% from 3, then that's how you you counteract, you know, how good uh uh that those um you know, perimeter defenders are, the the Nets those guys aren't bigger than Karras They don't traditionally guard Karras very well. And I'm I'm telling you, it's it's gonna be Karras versus versus Van Vliet. Um and we actually have a size advantage on them in the backcourt where we don't clearly with Gasol, Boucher and and uh Ibaka, the monsters that they have up there, but what we have to do is be younger. And be yep. faster. We have to believe in these things that the Nets believe in, and 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 if we could get shooting, I think I think I think Tyler Johnson is fine. You know why Tyler Johnson looks like Florida trailer park trash, <laughs> right? No, no offense to to, to Tyler, but if you can't, if if the person of you in your full nets gear came out of a trailer park in in the upper regions of Saskaloosa or whatever the hell is out there. Uh I would not be surprised cuz Tyler Johnson definitely uh, uh seems that way but he plays that way too. You you know how guys with dreadlocks all play the same. <laughs> Except for Torian Prince, Torian Prince is the only guy. Like people think Torian Prince is gonna play like Jay Crowder, but he's not. I think Tyler Johnson is a light skinned Jay Crowder type. I think he was meant to have dreads, which is what this curly top thing mess on the top of his head right now is <laughs> represents. I think he's one of those guys. He even when he's not making shots, he's such a shit house in terms of like I I watched him just sticking his elbow. Uh, and I won't even say in who. So you know, in case any NBA officials, uh, I, I don't want any, I don't want to wrap my man out, but dude plays dirty Miami Heat basketball. He bought a little bit of that edge, and him and Rodions on the court together was like, it's not, it's not like great man to man D like what Kawhi does or. Or lock you up in the post like like what Ibaka does or something like that. But Tyler Johnson just has is just the master of shit Like you know, uh, it's a fast break and he'll trip yeah. <laughs> and fall <laughs> right Tyler, in front of another it's, player. It's like
2: interesting, you brought him up though because like he's been like I mean he he was impressive to me in the bubble. Look, I think mm. look, uh, someone said this like. Uh, one of the analytics guys like Nate Duncan or someone like that said that on his podcast that like a lot of the shots he took were contested, long twos and f- kind of fadeaways. And I don't know if that will stick. But like it is an interesting point because if you have him kind of playing he, – he, I think he was definitely – tell me what you think. I thought he was definitely putting pressure on, the, on, D, on D's in a way that like I don't think even the defenses themselves saw coming. No, and so – I think if I think if he's if he continues this way, and then you're like, all right, well, we'll throw Tyler Johnson, Joe Harris, Lavert, and then the question is like, who's kind of like the fourth guy that then can go against the whole, uh, the whole. I mean, the the issue is that is that Toronto could just throw so many guys. You have like Van they Lever, have
1: they have, have so Warby, many guys.
2: You have Ananobi, You have Norm Powell, and that's not you And that obviously doesn't even get to.
1: And none of um, them are great players. They're just all above-average players that don't that are well coached. Like none of those guys scare you individually, but uh, they just have so many guys. Uh, you're, you're you're spot on with that one.
2: Um, that's that's what makes me that's what makes me nervous. Is more so, but look, I, but but but, look, but this is the thing um, about about playing a team like them, and you brought this up at the top, which I think is important. It's like. When you're playing against a team where their top guys in Siakam and Lowry are really not top guys on a championship team, they're more of like number twos or threes. It's not
1: crazy that it's not crazy that Karras could have a better series than all of those guys. Yeah,
2: what it means is that, and, and what it means is that, like, if stuff, it, if, if the Nets are able to play decently well, or as you said, like shoot the lights out, it means that if things get tight, the game gets much more simple. And mm-hmm. that's when, and that's when the one on one that you're talking about of like LeVert, I saw Levert yeah, Levert Lowry or LeVert Siakam, whoever it is, like that becomes more more real. Whereas like, all right, if you're playing, um, like even if you're playing like the Clippers or something like another like top seed, it's like all right, well, once the game gets close, like you you guys have two guys who can get their own bucket at will, mm-hmm. and, and, but but you're right. I think as a one on one playmaker, I like. Levert doing his thing as much as as much or more than I like Siakam or Lowry getting their own shot like it's just I mean you I mean Levert can play one-on-one
1: yeah yeah I think I think getting his own bucket he's better than Lowry or Siakam but they play great and but you know the counter to that is that they play great in in nurse's system and nurses you know probably coach of the year um, strangely um, you know, Toronto's had two coaches of the year. They fired one coach of the year. Now they, they've got another guy who, who quite likely uh, is coach of the year this year. Oh, crap. Like, that, that's what we have to overcome. The bullshit that we believe, we have to make it true. We believe in this small ball. Well, right now, Jacques Vaughn, it's your job to believe that, to show that it could work. Run these guys off the court. Put pressure on them. Keep scoring, um, you know. And and I was talking about, you know, shithousery. and just you know, like just a guy who just mucks up the game, mucks up the offense for the other team. And that's that's Rodions. I think for the Nets to win, they have to let Rodeons They've got a we we've, we've got a free Rodions because the the way they've treated this kid, they it's clear organizationally. And especially team wise, uh, there's something about Rodions th- that they don't like. I-, I think I think it has to do with with his intelligence. I don't think Rodions is the sharpest knife in the drawer, right? Like, I've, have you noticed that a lot of times players have to yell at him to get in the right position?
2: Yeah, I mean he. Yeah, I mean. There's gotta be there's gotta be some reason that a guy that brings as much, as you've mentioned a million times that brings as much energy as he does, and where the team does seem to go kind of go on little runs, then to just just not
1: play. Rodeon Rodions is the catalyst to their winning, and I think they go back into their boardrooms, and they don't believe what they're seeing. Like uh, as much as I love D'Angelo Russell, D'Angelo Russell getting the, the, the shackles taken off of him is only part of the reasons why the Nets turned around. DeAndre Russell was playing good already. The reason they started winning was because Rodion's took over as a rookie at power forward. You can correlate Nets winning and playing well with Rodion's in the starting lineup. And of course, there were times that the Nets talent could not match up with other teams' talents and it wasn't because Rodion was on was on the court. It was just because they were little, a bunch of little kids, last year, playing against monsters like Joel and Embiid. Yep. You, I, I, I think there's something going on, and it has nothing to do with Rodions. You know, the the domestic abuse charge he got. I, again, I I don't see much meat on the bone of of, of that. I think I think in this uh, climate, he would have already been crucified, you know, in some court if there was any kind of uh uh you know real thing going on. But the guy if especially in these in these last bubble games he's proven it again. When you just let him go out there and play and be Rodeons um and and live with the things that he's gonna do. He's gonna be hyper aggressive. He's he's the one physical player that we have on the nets. The one guy willing to bang with with guys that are bigger than him and get under their skin um, is Rodions, and I uh, for some reason and I I I have no proof of it. No one's ever told me this. Uh, nothing like that. But the I I'm going by how they've treated him, how they've played him, playing him at backup center. <laughs> like, what what are you doing? Starting? I I don't even remember who they had starting at power forward. Oh yeah yeah, Lance Thomas. Starting Lance Thomas over him at power forward.
2: He's basically like been cut out of the rotation at this point.
1: Oh, I, I just I, I don't understand why they can't recognize that this kid has been the catalyst and they need him in this playoffs. If if you think anybody could uh, guard Siakam, it, it starts with having having Rodion and playing Rodionts significant min- minutes. Um, and, And this is where the playoffs kind of scare me because I think some of the decisions that they're making is because they know who they're getting next year. And some of the like like the only motivations that a Sean Marks would have to sign a Jamal Crawford, a Beasley, and I'm not even remembering the third person that 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 he signed that that was a total joke. Um, Thomas. All uh, right. Well, no, no, Lance Thomas is is a joke, but you know, just just Justin Anderson, like I like Dante more than I like any of those guys because there there might be some upside. And the reason why you get these type of players is because you know you have something else coming in. You and not, and it's not KD. I, I believe Sean Marks has seen enough champions and have been on, on, on enough championship teams to know that you need physicality and, 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 and you need some size in the playoffs. I think they already know who they're getting. I think the handwriting's on the wall. I think everyone who didn't come to the bubble knows that they're probably uh, safe. And, and going to be on the team next year, except Wilson Chandler. I don't, I don't I don't know if he'll be on the team next year, but I hope not, Prince. Um, I think Prince thinks he's safe. He's fok. Um,
2: I didn't even know he was.
1: Yeah he he uh, he's KD's boy. So oh,
2: yeah. you're right,
1: you're right, so being Kevin Durant's boy might save you, but I pray that the decision because some of the bubble decisions. I'm we'll talk about this later and and you'll be shocked how right I am is because the nets know who they're getting in the off season. I don't want to keep talking about Anthony Davis because there's some things that have happened. The CBA is going to change. A lot of money is going to be made it's been messed up by this year losing the China the the money in China like that that probably cost the NBA up to about 1.8 billion to 2.2 billion dollars, um, you know, missing out all of these games in this abbreviated playoffs. That's going to cost them tons of money, and it's going to affect the CBA. But I believe Sean Marks' his lack of doing anything. I mean, especially not not making a trade during the trade deadline, is because he knows something, and what he knows. Should not affect this team for this playoffs. Let Rodions play. Let Karis LeVert go off.
2: So let me ask you something. Let's play a quick uh, a quick game. I'm looking at the the starting the who who both teams have been starting more recently. So so you got to assume so Jared Allen will will be guarding Gasol. Uh, Do we think? So then we think. Kurucs, like who gets who gets the Siakam? Uh, if Kurucs is starting, I guess does he start out on Siakam, or are they going to put someone smaller like Temple or Lavert on Siakam? Because then everything gets all out of whack. Unless you think Kurucs, I mean, I feel like Kurucs has to start if you're if you're playing Siakam, and then I guess you do Lavert, Harris, and Temple have to play on Lowry Ananobi, and Van Fleet with, I guess, Lavert maybe on. I, I maybe Levert on Lowry and Harris on Van Fleet and Temple on Ananobi because T- Ananobi, I guess, is the one you're least afraid of.
1: And and I'm terrified of Ananobi. I think he's a he's a he's a tank of a short shooting guard. Um, he could bully you inside. He likes to take the long three, um, not the long three, but he likes to take a, the, the three in general. And um. I'm scared. <laughs> like you, water, really, water like they just have. I, like I said, the only way they can make this a game is if they make it a track meet. They've got yep. to get out and run, and they've got to get out and finish on these guys because, um, that with a mixture and a heavy dose of of just Karis just going at them, that that's that's the only way we win because. So the first matchup, right? Who's our point guard? Are are we are we Tyler Johnson now? Is Tyler Johnson our point guard, starting point guard? This is this is hilarious, by the way.
2: <laughs> well, like, <I>
1: mean, <laughs> a team that started the season with Kyrie Irving and Spencer Dinwiddie, maybe so the, the best thing, one-two punch know, in the NBA.
2: I don't know how they like. I feel like they have to start Kurook's and like. I, I mean, I guess Kurook's guards. Siakam, because I don't know. No, don't I play.
1: I don't I don't see Kruks on Siakam at first. I think Krueger's on a Ibaka.
2: But Ibaka's Ibaka, they've been playing mostly off the bench.
1: Oh really? So, I, I I didn't know they made that move.
2: Um, yeah, they've this, been they've been they've they've gone a little smaller, and they go Gasol, Siakam, Van Vliet, Ananobi, and Lowry. So that's why that's what's weird is that
1: they've gone smaller.
2: If if, if you put if you, I mean, I guess you could look if one of them if one of those guys, whoever's the, the worst shooter of them all, you can put on a worst defender and just kind of do the whole like when Tristan Thompson played on Harrison Barnes in that final and just kind of let him roam, but he's not really gonna scare you. But the mm-hmm. but the issue is that, as you mentioned, like everybody on the Raptors this year is having career shooting years like Powell, and uh, Terrence Davis, Van Vliet, all these guys can shoot, so that, that's why I don't really get, get 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 what you do from a matchup perspective.
1: I so so for me, it's it it ha, like like I said, you've got Fred Van Vliet, as, Van Vliet as shooting guard, great defender, but Karras has size on him. Yep. Um, you know, I I don't want to look at it from the perspective of what we can't do, right? Because because Karras is basically the point guard. He, he's the lead ball handler in in this offense, right? So you might see them switch Larry on them, but I think I think a uh, uh, Tyler Johnson is a good little matchup, and he could he could he could get some buckets off of Fred Van, Van Vliet. He also has to annoy him on back on the
2: other end. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. The big thing on that. The big thing at that point will be. Cause no, because you're right. There is, which I didn't even realize, there is a much bigger height advantage than I realized. I mean, L- Lowry is six feet. Van Fleet's six one. Mm-hmm. It, it's six
1: not two. a real six one either. He's I well, I don't believe that's six one. But yeah. <laughs> so, the
2: question is, but but then the question is, can either of them really post? Because Lowry and Van Fleet are much thicker than both of those guys.
1: Yeah, you don't you don't want to post them. You you don't want to post them. It's just the Nets won't get bullied. is yep. is, is, is all I'm thinking, and. And OG is a younger guy, and maybe Garrett Temple could just, you know, old school, <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of like, because he's not such a great player that you couldn't potentially, like, like, looking at this roster right now, I, I think they could be had. <laughs> Am I crazy? Like, I, I mean, like,
2: they're not, like, the uh, thing is about team is that, is, that, is that a lot of these guys are, you're you're still kind of like, you kind of look at the, the season they had this year, and, and it feels a little bit like alright, this is like the classic, like really good Eastern Conference regular season team, but mm-hmm. like could I see them tightening up in a in a playoff series where they don't have a number one, number one guy? Look, the other, the other thing that people haven't talked about...
1: I mean, we are like, talking about a 53-19 and 19 team. <laughs> this is a oh. very good team. This is a well-oiled machine. I'm oh. just... I'm just going, Kyle Lowry, Fred VanVleet, OG Anunoby. Them they, Karras could go off. What? Why not? <laughs> am, am I crazy? Why can't Karras go off?
2: Look, the thing, the thing that I think also people haven't been talking about as much is, like, Siakam. Siakam's games have definitely been on the lower end over the last like. If you go to like the middle of February, mm-hmm. end of February to March to then the bubble, like he's not the same. He hasn't been the same guy that was getting thirty and even scoring in the forty sometimes in uh, in October and November. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I mean that obviously does make a difference. Like, and and on top of the fact that like I'm I'm sure you remember this as like a basketball junkie like. Until until the finals, like people kept on basically looking at Siakam, and they were like, "Dude, like this guy is like this guy can't be a number two guy. Like he's totally fallen out in the in in the big moment." So mm-hmm. now, I mean, now the pressure is really on. And last year, he last year he got to have Kawhi basically. I mean, Kawhi carried them. They were down two zero. They were down two zero to the to the Bucks, and if it wasn't for the I think if it wasn't for the shot Kawhi made they would have gone to overtime and I think the Sixers kinda had them at that point. So I think Siakam from a playoff perspective has a lot to prove. Yeah and 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 I
1: I I have like a weird trust in Jacques Vaughn. I feel like Jacques Vaughn can can, can come up with something for this. This so in the last uh uh five games these guys are the the Toronto has been Toronto. They're five and one in the last five games. This is a beast of a team. This is a monster of a team. They the the Celtics gave them uh an ass whooping and, and that's it. Otherwise, you know, one twenty five one twenty one versus Philly, uh one fourteen, one hundred six versus the Bucks, um, you know, one hundred eight ninety nine versus Memphis and then 109 99 uh uh versus Orlando and only the 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 Boston Celtics gave them a game and and even that i'm finding some solace in, in because the Boston Celtics is another small team okay. and um and and maybe the way against these guys is to run on them jesus i'm going to miss Spencer Dinwiddie dude. if spencer um, if spencer Dinwiddie I see a path to beating them, but if Spencer Dinwiddie was here, I'd be talking hell of a shit. Because if we could just pour it on on them, I think we could do something. I just don't know if you could trust the the TLCs and the well. Well, here's here's a good spin on it. TLC is Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, a fringe G League guy. <laughs> That came to the nets and became somebody maybe he will fit in is there is that a possibility can, can i dream sam i
2: don't i mean the the tlc thing is so mind blowing to me because he i thought was the worst player on the team for most of these the regular
1: season. same i thought he was i i thought he was pure trash same
2: <laughs> i believe it so now at this point anything anything goes honestly like i i'm willing to believe any i mean some of the moves tlc was making in some of these games i was like we could have used this uh five months ago. But, uh, b- oh, by the way, the one other Levert point that I wanted to make that, uh, that, uh, I think is super important is Nets fans should remember. And I hope the Raptors remember is like Levert in a, in a big way took over that Sixers series last year. Like yeah. Levert went toe to toe with that team and, yeah. and was keeping a, the Nets team where Russell was just totally smothered by Simmons and even still, Lavert like would get switched on to having bigger guys, and that's another long, big team kind of like some of the forwards on the Raptors. Mm-hmm. And Lavert was cooking them, right. and so Lavert has shown on a big stage that he can do this. And that was also going to Philly and and the whole home and away system. This is obviously more of a controlled environment, so I think Lavert has that to kind of stand on and know that he's came up huge. Like I was at game. Which game was? I was at game four, the non Jimmy Butler game. Uh Uh, I think it was game three or game four, and like, and uh, and the Nets weren't playing that well, and he was the only reason why it was a game. Like he just totally took over, and so I don't. I mean, I don't. I can't remember. He he may have. I don't know if Siakams had one game like some of Lavertz games against Philly. He's
1: had he's had some good games. He's had some really good games against Philly. But again, that that's you know with Kawhi. It's they're gonna have to get on his back and go and go all the way, and I think Lowry can help carry that. Like we we really uh, don't give him enough credit. He he's a good bulldog of a point guard, um, dude. That's 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 about it, man. We we we're at the end here. Uh, we caught? Give me give me your playoff prediction
2: for the net series. Yes. Um. I unfortunately i've I, I gotta stick to what i what, what I did in a pool. I got the Raptors in in four. Unfortunately, I think it's a sweep, but I think the games are close.
1: Totally fair prediction. I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna say that the Nets in six.
2: <laughs> wow if you if you bet that in Vegas right now, you're gonna be making a lot of money.
1: i i I'm 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 gonna log on to I, this episode. Has convinced me. I think. I, I like I've been saying all day on Twitter, come talk to me about Karis LeVert. All the Nets fans that wanna, you know, trade Karis Levert for Bradley Bill, come talk to me about Karis LeVert after these playoffs. Because there's always it, the NBA is, is cyclical. It happens all the time. There's always these players that you know people may not have known from college, don't have the name recognition, wasn't wasn't a lottery pick. And um, you just gotta—you have to look at the players with an objective eye, and I think they these players have these signature games where where they prove who they are, and I think this is the moment. This is the moment for Karis. I, I believe in the kid, and um, I think he's gonna make a lot of um, uh, uh, net fans eat their words. I hope you ready? So. F- you ready for this, man?
2: I'm ready.
1: New York City. Uh, our Brooklyn Nets fans at large, we head into the playoffs together as one Nets fan uh, fan base family. Let's support the team. Let's uh, 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 ride for, let's forget about whatever's going to happen next year. That's next year. Next year is not even promised. Let's fucking go Nets. I'm Eve Darboos. This is my partner, Sam Lachow. We are the front office, and we out. Sam, let's do it again next week.
2: Let's do it.
0: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox.